0: I am unashamed. What about you?
1: We got Jay's back in the house. I'm back. I know y'all missed me. <laughs> we did miss you, Jay. But we had yeah. we had a lot of really interesting uh, guests that
0: rotated through your chair. So it was uh, it was uh, Jace, a good one, so... your 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 face uh, came across my my radar when Uh-oh. I. Pulled up to that hook net above that old concrete bridge over there. Yeah. I just caught two fine Opaloosa's cat the Ooh. first time I ran it. They had a big op feed. I mean, Y'all it was eaten. nice uh, and nice all. Oh, tell me the is. truth. you I've eaten a all cakewalk. that. I it's, said, all it's all a gone. Cakewalk. So I said, caught two good ops, had a big fish fry, you know, I'll put the net back down. Tony out. and Phyllis get in on the. Tony and Phyllis got okay. all day right And she's taking pictures of the fish. She said, Oh, this is so easy. You make it <laughs> yeah. look so easy. I said, Yeah. Well, the next time I went three days later, I pulled back up to the same net, same spot, fresh off of having a big Opalousis cat feed off my last catch. I said, Let's see what we got here. Dan, old Dan was with me. The eunuch was with me. So I got the rope and I started coming up. I said, Dan, I said, I don't know what's in this net, but this thing is heavy. I said, so there's something <laughs> in it with some weight. <laughs> when I kept coming up with that thing, and I I barely got it up to the top of the water because I just can't lift it. I said, Dan, you might want to turn that over to Dan, Dan. I said, Dan, get over here, get your muscles, kick them in. <laughs> I said, it's going to take two of us. But when we finally saw what we had caught, I would say close to 500 pounds of needle-nose gar. Ooh, really? First time in my commercial yeah. fishing career, out of all them years we fished, I've never picked up a hook net where they had just stuck their snouts from the outside in, from the inside out. Oh, yeah. Some of them four four foot long, three to four or five foot long gar. 500 pounds Ooh. easy took all we could do just to get them where i can they're get probably them. all dead because they all di- dead they di- all di- dead oh. every one of them were well,
2: dead there, obviously there were too many guards uh so so you say
0: how does a? I i took out my knife and i said i will patch this net later but
2: I can't fortunately i had, had a pair
0: of gloves because the, the 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 teeth on these oh, guards would have just... just chewed my fingers off my oh. bone off the bones so I just finally got them up there, but it took one hour to get all of them gar out of that net and toss them in the in the in the bayou up there fertilizer I said, man, I said, Dan, I said, I've been in on a lot of capers, I said, but <laughs> I've never had one net give me this much trouble. The entire time I fished him, but you just <laughs> described
2: so, the life of a commercial fisherman. Exactly, you have right. highs and but the lows. Oh, the oh, lows are, <laughs> are low.
0: When I finally got that last one, I said, "Dan, I said I'm going back to the bank." I said, <laughs> "I said I pulled a muscle over here under my rib cage." I said, "I'm going back up on that bank." I said, "Tie that net wow. out where to dry out. I'll patch the holes later. I, I mean, I would cut one string to." Yeah. I just that way I could just drag them out of the hole. I made a hole, and <laughs> I just got to doing that. I said well, I'm trying Thank to sure. get the strings off of their their head, Jay's, but they just rammed rammed them in there. Oh, and those teeth! And got past the might, gills.
2: Your net might have been a little shallow. Sounds like to me.
0: Twelve feet deep. Really. 12 feet deep, and I said, what, well, a what, what would a bunch of I've gar never, I've be never coming them. along in a herd and bound to been just a stampede of gar coming up this bayou and they and uh, somehow I they, just
2: think now nobody commercial fishes gar. I mean, when's the last time you heard some people eating some gar?
1: Well, the thing about it back when we used to catch them, you actually could sell them. They they brought a pretty good price. I got thirty cents a pound well, for. But them. they die so quick. They, pretty
2: good. Thirty cents is not.
1: Well, I
0: mean, for the day. But normally, <laughs> I mean, normally, normally on a hook day, net, you run it every three days, give or take. <laughs> Depending on what the fish are doing, but I just have one net out and it's this spot I got it. It has caught a lot of catfish, including yeah. the Appaloosa. But for some reason or another, I noticed that it was a gar run too. Well, <laughs> that, you've I'm heard that, of the term garho gar hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I had one. Now you know why they couldn't <laughs> say the gar hole. Well, it was which for the audience, gar hole is bad. If
1: you say that's a garho, that uh, means uh, no good. I think they figured it was one of the few
0: times in the last six months that I said, I said, Dan, it's not, but, uh, I think that was on a, about a Wednesday a Thursday. I said, it's not, but Thursday, I'll usually wait till Saturday before I take a bath. I said, but this has spurred me on son. I said, I'm going to have to go find some soap and water. He said, Phil, I can smell you," <laughs> he said. "All oh, that old fish slime coming up on." You. He said, "I can smell you, and it's it smells. Uh, I rough. like
1: it that the older dad's gotten, the more he's taken his dad's track of. I take yep. a bath every Saturday, whether I need to or not. My but God. the
0: Lord took away my sense of smell <laughs> about a year. But not ours. That's... About a year or two ago, I just quit. I I quit. I lost my sense of smell, so uh, I, I couldn't smell them. I, mean, I have a. Heart. They were all dead, slimy, but they weren't to the rotten stage. But they were dead. Oh, man. We're in the spring here; water's still cooling. I mean,
2: you, the stench. I mean, I remember when I was dating Missy. She would be like, "What? Is, what is that smell?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I, I don't know," because when you, you fish, get you yeah. you get used to. It. You quit smelling it, and she's like, "It just it just sounds like. I mean, it smells like something rotten." I was like. <laughs> oh, that's that's fishing. I said, but I've showered, so the first layer. But you can't.
0: I
1: mean, it I was, would it it would take like a lot of time for the lower our level.
0: audience. If they had observed me, and I would have after this after I got done with getting his gar out of that net, as I if I had walked by them and they had been downwind, <laughs> that they, they would have shrieked and took off running. The whole bunch <laughs> would have just broken ran. They said, "Good Funny night." Gagged. Get me away from him.
2: I used your line to Missy when we were dating. I said, you got to train yourself every time you you sense that smell to say to yourself, it smells like money. (laughs) That's right.
1: Just like the paper mail, right?
2: She She said, I could never do that. Well, speaking of...
0: That was some of the words of wisdom I imparted when I was about 30. (laughs) Jay well, I was a little older than that, probably. I was probably in my 40s. You was about... You're a teenager. I I don't...
2: Phil, I can't remember... (laughs) Two weeks ago. But think about it. I do
0: remember the past week. You followed my lead, you and old Al there and old Willie and you got Jeff. You followed the lead and we worked hard and you noticed nobody was ever singing the blues. Not once. I heard no one singing the blues. Boy, we are up against it. All we got, we smell like fish because we waller in this fish slime every week to make a living, but nobody ever complained. I, I actually, y'all remember back, y'all. I, remember. I
2: actually enjoyed it. I, I mean, mean there's a there's a kind of a science to it, where you're basically turning the river upside down in your mind, right? And you know, finding the traveling lanes and where to put the nets, and it's constantly changing. And I mean, it was it was it was fun. Well, but it, you you stunk. So <laughs> I, I don't. Was, no matter what you
1: did or learned, in that kind of the day. You stink, <laughs> <laughs> which kind of soured me on fishing. Now I don't don't really enjoy it. But you know what's interesting is that so much has changed. I don't know about commercial fishing, but just just uh, you know regular fishing. Like now the the equipment stuff. I mean, Jay's got things that. I oh. mean, you're he, Sonar he's Sonar, radar looking at the fish. I, he, would, I would call that yuppie fishing. Well, maybe
2: you so. Know, it, it's not what Phil and I were doing. No. The, it, I mean, this is just grunt work. Because everybody else, what's sad in the commercial fishing world, you would see these old timers and you're like, that's going to be me one day. <laughs> I mean, you look at them and they're just, it's just not good. No. It's not a, even it's not the a game
0: good, wardens, the game wardens who regulate wildlife and fish <clears throat> even the game wardens when i would be over there running a net or patching a net on the bank i'd be standing there and i'd be you ha- know i was catching fish even the game wardens uh, when they rode by in their boats they didn't check me they didn't pull over and say I mean, what are you doing i'll tell you why <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say what are you doing let's check your fishing license they just looked over there and they looked at it and they saw the little crowd there, whatever we were doing, cleaning fish or whatever, and they would just ride on by. Like, they, they just they saw knew the we picture. were doing it for a living and we yeah. weren't looking around waving at No, we didn't even <laughs> we didn't even uh, act like they were there. <laughs> <laughs> they looked at that site and said, "You know, those poor fellows." <laughs> Look at
1: those poor guys. That's oh, exactly right. what they said. So, so couple things, Jay. So the last podcast you were on. Uh, missy was on here and we've gotten quite the response to it because you were so squirmy during the you, you should have seen it I mean, it, it was now. something to behold I, yeah. he,
0: there was a there was a there was a uh, a lesson in there i don't know exactly what it was but when people loved it and I loved it. comes on the scene close proximity <laughs> The quieter, the closer she gets to him, the quieter he becomes. And that's right.
2: You, you wasn't even here. <laughs> He's heard about I
1: just, it. I
0: just heard about it. Heard out oh, about boy. it.
1: And it was it was funny. And then I, I watched it again, and where well, Lisa was watching it, so I watched it with her. And I didn't realize how, we she and I laughed the entire forty eight minutes. Oh, you did the whole time. It was just because it was just back and forth. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. It was it was the most fun I've had in a while. <coughs> It wasn't that fun to me, (laughs) but hey, if everybody enjoyed
2: it, great. I mean, that's how we are at all times. (laughs) We were
0: just being prudent around your woman, you know, be kind to your woman, (laughs) respect her, you know. Well, it's kind of a rebuttal
1: on her part, which was because I was, you know, it took me back to my childhood because I used to set Willie and Jace up to, to fight. You know, I, I would throw out some
0: yep. right yeah.
2: things. The to, he the was bait. the Don King of <laughs> That's our right. childhood. That's right. I, all so was, On a
0: more serious note, what about uh, my granddaughter, who is your daughter? Had had, had to have, what's the prognosis here? Well, it's it's been a rough week. How long know? did the operation last? Over six
2: hours. Woo! And they said five. That, that girl. The, the, and how many? Doc- it took like,
1: multiple what? doctors. Right? Yeah,
2: there were two doctors in and then they had two fellows that were because the nature of this I mean to describe really so the
0: ones who are just tuned in that does not know anything about this just give a little update on when this started from birth and she was born and the the, the surgeries up to now she's yeah. uh, what 16 17?
2: 17 well the you know part of what we do even with our foundation you know, which we named it after Mia, the Mia is there's so much lack of understanding and misinformation of what happens down this down this road. You know, you have a cleft lip that everybody is pretty well familiar with. You know, people have made jokes. There were a and, few
0: actors that had it in Hollywood. Yeah. I could see that they had done some, uh, which, which this is was much more which, minor. Which, than which than is, what, well, he let he me, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, I don't want to mid sentence, I want to clarify, which is horrible when people you know, make fun of people yeah. like this. Right. But when you get into the palate and the what they call craniofacial, you know, the bone setup, it, it becomes way more difficult. And yeah. and so part of what we do is is try to explain that. But look, it it's very hard for me to explain. Cause it's like after what I've seen, you know, in the past week and other kids there, because we were at a predominantly kid's hospital. It's just not it, it goes against our what we think of in the medical world as there's a problem and you go fix it. It just doesn't quite work that way. And and really
0: like in Mia I mean I'll just speak of Mia's condition. This is basically the restructuring of bone and flesh. I mean it it's Yeah. Because what happens is she out. didn't
1: have a palate at all, right? When she was,
0: well, she did, but it had a,
2: you know, a hole or mainly a strip all the way back. And uh, so what happens in their face is a little bit imploded when they're they're born. So because you always kind of have
1: that flatter nose, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't have that because structure yeah, right, the right? structure's not there. Hang so on, Jace. let's take a break. So we spent a lot of time talking this last year about the uh, the travails of COVID and kind of how it's affected our lives, you know. I mean, it's just I, – I think it's because it affects us, our freedom so much, you know, is why it's just been such a bummer. You're trying to do the right thing, all this thing. I never really thought about it, but because of people being on the computer so much, it also can hurt in other ways because it's kind of opened the door for – cyber thieves and people to come in and try to steal your data, steal things. And and one of the things that they steal, uh, is your home title, which is kept somewhere in a digital place. And so the latest deal is they come in, they get the title, they put their name on it, then they start borrowing money, but it's your, you think it's your house, but actually somebody else owns it until they show up and kick you out of your own house, which is hard to believe that happens, but it does. Um, there's a company uh, that's been a sponsor for our show for a while called Home Title Lock. And basically, what they do is put protection uh, to make sure nobody can get to your title. So, uh, if you want to check these guys out, you go to HometitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim, then you use the code radio to receive 30 days of free protection. So, that's code radio at HometitleLock.com and make sure your home is your home. So, what happens is
2: the bottom jaw in her case grows fine, but that's not good because I mean, it's good, but it's creating the same problem over and over again. And she has our jaw, the Robertsons have, which I learned this just because they have her skeleton, you know, on computer enhanced and her teeth and everything. You're looking at all this technology that the world offers, and they're trying to just get it close, but then they're they got our. Bone structure, too, because they're having to play off that to figure out you know what it's going to be. Yeah. And so they have a bunch of computer models, and basically the surgeries are trying to get close to what they're forecasting, you know. So,
1: so we, our we, jaws are, is yeah,
2: something? our is long protruding jaw, especially like mine and Phil's. You, you, well, she's got that too. So, basically, what's happened despite all the surgeries, she's had 13 before. And you know, all related to this issue. Cause cause her top jaw doesn't grow like the bottom jaw. It just sits there. So the bottom one outruns
0: it. Outruns that it every energy. time. And so you. they go in there and cause it's affecting her, her, world, cause these <laughs> these guys, my hats are off to the guys, the surgeons who work in that particular. Well, I'll tell
2: deal. you I'll tell you this. These these guys, these two doctors that were working on Because they bottom, don't
0: have an exact script of what you do right to, to...
2: That, that's why it's hard to explain this and uh, that's why I don't even I don't even go to social media or I think Missy posted one or two posts but because people just don't they don't understand what they're talking about and so they're you know they get it all wrong and and it's not even worth my time reading and and look it's not not that it makes me upset it so just... this
0: is like the 14th <clears throat> surgery out of you said 13 <clears throat> previously yeah
2: yeah, but, and so they you know, everything they had done before. So this started when she was like how. Old? Oh, immediately. I think the first procedure, she was just a few weeks old. Cute.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, her old Woo! Almost Almost averaging one a year. Well, you know, what? I've never heard that girl complain. Yeah, I, of course, I didn't write well, or Jace did, but I've never heard the girl no, complaining about no, it. she do not I mean,
2: the sad thing about this procedure is uh, she couldn't take any kind of medication stronger than Tylenol. No, we're talking breaking both of her jaws, shaving bone, moving her chin, you know, things with her nasal cavity, trying to, and she has a splint inside her mouth, and all her teeth are like rubber banded shut. With And you can see all the incisions. They went in from here, both sides here and here, you know, through her lip. Trying to limit the scarring as much as well, all right. can. Well, right. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm like, you can't take what cuz it's a you know the kids i guess in the past it's a choke hazard if you don't have your wits about you so she can't be in you know on anything strong so i'm looking at her like oh boy mm. i mean cuz the what you i mean, and she really the she never i never saw her cry other than when she got the coronavirus uh, checker for the cor, they sh- oh. jabbed the thing up her nose yeah. and she, her eyes teared up. She's like, I hated that. And uh, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that was before she just the just had her but, whole job yeah. redone
1: with the coronavirus.
2: Oh, thing. the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you know, seemed like somebody could figure out something better than that,
1: <laughs> which spoken like a
2: true champion. And the other thing is post-op, she – she didn't like the way one of the medicines smelled and she didn't want to take it. And so, you know, back in the past, we would just get it down, but she's 17 now. And she's like not taking it. So <laughs> Missy was like here, because everybody has their, <laughs> it's a team and everybody has right, their role. The role yeah. Well, my role is not the syringe, we're going down the because that's the only way she can receive anything. And yeah. There's no space; she can't open her mouth. Yeah, and uh, and you got to remember what I thought was fascinating in her model. They had to move her her jaws if they they sent the top. They broke it, the top one and went forward, and they broke the bottom one and come back. But now, when you do that, it's not just that because you you got to You're breaking a bone, but you don't want it to shatter. And so they were gonna remove two teeth. But he said when we got in there, we didn't feel like the foundation was strong enough. And so, we, you know, there was a few things they didn't do because yeah. they're putting plates and screws in there too. But you got to remember some of these kids like her, if you keep doing stuff and keep doing stuff, their, their face will implode. Mm-hmm. The, you lose the structure. Yeah. So it, they have to weigh the risk during surgery. Man. of how exactly, de- <clears throat> what risk are we going to take to maintain our created cranial structure? And so you're walking a line. When he came out of surgery and and talked to us, of course, you know, it kept going longer and longer. And you you get, you're anxious. Yeah. But his first words were, that was hard. So I thought, oh, boy. know, what I didn't like that that he said that. But he and he came over and sat down. I could tell he was exhausted. I mean he was but I was gonna say this earlier about these doctors. I am ninety nine point nine percent sure they could make way more money doing, you know, plastic surgery and you know everything going on in our world and but they have a a talent and a special skill set. And I can tell I could just tell both of them; I could see it in their eyes. You know how most the times they keep this professional relationship, which yep. they did too. But these kids, are, it's personal. I mean, these yeah. kids oh, are yeah. suffering, and they have the the skill. Well, these, they don't just come good. out there and give you a report. They sit down, right. and we have we you know we have a dang conversation because it's just something that's hard to describe in in other medical procedures. I mean, you got basically kids just. I mean the
1: suffering level of what they're going through is extreme. Right. You said something to me that struck me. I'd never thought about when we were talking about it. Um, You were telling me that the reason this is so difficult is because she was born with this. Right. And so that her body keeps trying to revert back. That's right. To what she was born with. And I never, I've never thought about it like that. In other words, we see it as just a, just a flaw, but, she was born this way, and so for whatever reason, with this birth defect, and she keeps reverting back, which is why you're fighting nature in a sense. And I never thought yeah. about that. That was really well, interesting. I, you yeah, know.
2: It, it's like you're trying to construct something, with, but the foundation right. was a certain way, and you keep trying to change the, the building, but the foundation had a crack in it. Right. And yeah. so, it, you, you know, you just... The power of of God, you know, creating something because you know a lot of people have asked me that they're like, "Well, why why did this happen?" Which I think is a is a terrible you know question because when you look at stuff like John nine and it, yeah. it's it's what you do about it. It, right. it, it's the, it's the it is what it is. The spiritual side of her to me is way more important and and look way more fantastic. I mean, just amazing yeah. that she goes through all that. And Missy and I were looking like, how in the world? And she's just sitting there. You know, the first response we got from her after the surgery, which, which will tell you her mindset. I mean, because when I first saw her, I, I took it better than the past times, just because they had told me, okay, look, she she's gonna she's gonna look rough. Her head's gonna be swollen, eyes swollen shut, and so I was prepared for it. And uh, so we saw her, and so the the nurse who the first nurse, she didn't really have an idea of what just happened, you know, cause they don't get the, they don't write them a memo. So she was like, I mean, what movies do you think she would watch? And she was telling, you know, Missy that. Cause I mean, Mia, she's just out of it. And Mia, Missy's like, she's not going to be watching any, movies anytime soon. Not, I I mean, it was like, look, look at exhibit A. <laughs> you know? right, right. She was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I guess so. Well, I, I mean, sometimes they bounce back. And she was like, no, no, we're good. Well, they started talking about TV shows. And she's like, what TV shows they like? And they started talking about uh, one of them, Criminal Minds or something, yeah. which I know Mia watches that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've never watched it. And so they, and the nurse was like, yeah, I like that show. You know, Well, they look, they looked over, and Mia had her thumb up. That was the first... <laughs> Because we thought she was completely out of it, she's wielding like <laughs> she had a criminal mind. Yeah, let's watch that. But I thought, well, dang. I mean, not yeah. a moan or ground. I mean, she was aware of what she was hearing. So, you know, to to back up, just to where we are in the procedure. So they they feel good about it. I mean, he said it was the hardest thing, you know, I've done lately because he said her her top jaw is so small. He said, that's why we had to have so many hands. We were basically all four of us taking turns trying to get this corrected, but it's so small of an area and you're dealing with so small of bones. And you know, when I I just thought about when you break a bone on purpose, I mean, how do you do it without shattering it? Yeah. I mean, so that's how tedious Mm. tedious this thing is. You're basically trying to do it on purpose without it shattering. Without hurting the worst. But he's but he said we feel
1: good about it. Let's take another break, Dad. So that was the procedure. So you kinda of were worried when he first started, but then as the discussion went on, you felt better. Right. right. I mean he's like,
2: look, I feel like that team we did the best we could do. And he said, you know, that we did as good. And he said the the when I looked at the final uh you know, when we were finishing up, it, it matched closely to all the computer models that we had. And Projection. So he said, you know, to pull that off, I, I just, I feel, I feel great about. So she hasn't felt good, you know, the whole time. We flew her back, uh, was it yesterday? My days are all kind of running together. uh um, flew her back Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, we so had to spend gone. an extra day in the hospital. Just so that was
0: uh, when the surgery was done four days was, ago. Uh, Wednesday. That was Wednesday. Been, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday's Monday, so,
2: so yeah, it's been a few days. Five now months. she has to go back tomorrow, so we have to fly her back. <laughs> I'm I'm spending an obscene amount of money on this procedure,
0: but you I didn't know I think, ask you about the money, but I'm thinking, <laughs> boy, this should, well, this has to be pretty expensive. You know, I wonder mm-hmm.
2: what people do because, I mean, I've been blessed so. I mean, getting in a car for five hours with yeah. no pain medication after yeah. I'm just not doing it, you know. And so I'm like, I mean, I'll spend every dollar I got yeah. it, to make it easier. And so we'll fly her back out tomorrow. Missy will go back. It was such a tedious surgery, and its they want to look at her. And of course, the biggest thing is guarding against infection. So has
0: the swelling gone down?
2: No. And, uh, you know, from what it was day one, yes. But has it gone down? It's all relative, I guess. But here's one thing he said that was disturbing to me. He said the swelling will not 100% go down for 12 months. He said 12 months. He mm. said, so don't feel like, because, you know, parents, we get panicky. Yeah. We're like, oh, my goodness, it's been a month, you know, and she's still swollen. He's like, so 12 months is the target on that, which is a long time. And uh, so he was telling telling Mia that before too. He was like, "Look, don't don't get down, you know, about how you look. I mean, she's a seventeen year old girl, and because uh, he said it, it's just it just takes an extreme amount of time for the swelling well, to go How long
1: will it be before she can like go back to school? And is this is she originally be able to go back this year? Oh yeah,
2: originally <laughs> they said, look, it's going to be up to her, but I mean, we're thinking six weeks, maybe. But he said, "You know, Mia has been real resilient." So they mm-hmm. they said, "You know, we forbid it for two weeks." But after a couple of weeks, we'll we'll look at how you're doing. How doing. And uh, mm-hmm. of course, you know, now that from the coronavirus, everything's gone online anyway, and yeah. so she'll catch up. She's a smart girl. She's had to do that, you know, yeah. before. But now, you know, I I just think we have an awesome staff. And uh, you know, I get I get even choked up, you know, talking about it with about the stuff because these guys, I mean, they love her, and uh, I think you know her lead surgeon. He had talked about you know retiring or or whatever, but you know he has a passion for those kids. He's went been with he's been with was her fifteen since years, two th- or
1: three. Yeah, that's what uh, Missy said. And uh, so he's, he's saying he's, he's the like,
2: whole thing. Whole, I mean, look, they're 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 all in, you know, trying to help them.
1: The whole way. And now so. we, <clears throat> Missy told us on the podcast she was on last week that there's never been a six-week period in Mia's life when she hasn't had to go to the doctor to get mm-hmm. checked on her progress. She's 17 years old, and she's never gone a, over six weeks without going to these doctors or these people.
2: Yeah, we and just don't make a big deal about it. But every six weeks, Missy has her over. To, to uh, go to Dallas. Yeah, and, yeah. She, she's, she's in Dallas. So, I mean, you just think about it. I mean, your whole just life, the whole
1: life. I mean, it's just, uh, it's that, incredible. That's
2: why people are like, well, why are you going back? I'm like, oh, you're. Well, I'm sure we'll have to go back some more. You
1: know, now we usually drive, but yeah. now,
2: I mean, when she's, we're basically trying to do everything we can to make her as comfortable as possible. Because I know this is, if you had a top ten
1: of miserable conditions, Whew. this would be in there. Yeah. Oh, no doubt.
0: I mean, about. It,
2: it's just a, it's, it's. I'll admit it's a it's, lot it's, of I, suffering
1: i cringe just every time we talk about because like i don't even like to go to the dentist like when they're in my mouth i just uh you know so i i can't even imagine I, yeah it's just I, in fact uh, I can't even go there it's well just,
2: it, it you know we've what you figure out is there's always a you you compartmentalize it which right. is what we do you know i I forget about it once we're she's healed up yeah. and we're right and you just live in life. you don't even want to go there but when you get in that mode, you have to find your role in this particular venture. And this time was better for me, Uh, but you got to remember, this is not about me at all. I mean, I I thought about this other day. I was like in our team of doctors who are basically the head coaches and the, and the staff. And then you've got, you know, Missy is, I mean, a star here. She, cause she just is the hands on. Yeah every 5 minutes she's had to suction her out we had this machine we had to rent you know and cuz there's a, there was a lot of blood clots in her mouth and that's why the choke hazard comes in there so she's con- and they're still i mean when i left today they were i heard that machine you know it it that's going on every 5 minutes and she's just Ooh. so during the night i mean like missy we have that huge sectional couch you know mia's yeah. on one side and missy's on the other cuz it's just constant care The whole time. So, you know, I'm like the water boy because that's basically what I do. I make (laughs) runs to go get stuff that are needed. And so when you throw in that this is downtown Dallas, which (laughs) I cannot describe to you what I have experienced on the highway. Because here's what happened. (laughs) This darn, you know, scourge of the coronavirus has created all these rules. So, so no hospital would let two parents in, except the day before we get there, one of the hospitals said we'll allow two parents. They changed the. Problem. So I'm like, well, we're
0: in, we're moving hospitals. I mean, you possibly couldn't even have been there. Well,
2: no, right, but I was one. just gonna stay at the hotel. That was the plan. And yep. then if they need something, I would run it up there. Yep. And plus, I'm not being away with my daughter doing that. I mean, it's a it's a highly sophisticated, complicated, dangerous surgery. I'm gonna be on site, you know, and yep. I. So, but we moved, you know, hospitals. But Missy's like, well, I can't find a hospital near here. I mean, a a hotel. I was like, I'll be fine. But boy, <laughs> Phil, it's it, it's a bunch of S curves, eight to ten lanes. The I didn't know these people were doing this on a daily basis because I can't. <laughs> when they say they need something, if it's five o'clock, yeah. guess what? I'm out there in five o'clock, and it became a NASCAR experience when i turned it into nascar it, you, you've
0: just explained the fuel behind the council culture because <laughs> humanity's looking at humanity everybody's mad at everybody just for being alive and, on planet and i Earth.
1: could totally get it. let's take another break
2: so i go out there you know and at first you can't help it you're just trying to just find a lane and stay out of trouble <laughs> Because they're coming just. This
0: <laughs> is giving you yeah. meaning to stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So
2: finally, it was frustrating. There was construction. There was, so finally, we get up there. There's an idiot trying to drive 100 miles an hour oh, yeah. with no place to go. And so he veered in behind me. And so I'm like, what is going on here? Because he was darting, dipping. Well, then all of a sudden, I heard. Tires screeching, look smoke coming up. I looked at my side mirror. It's just mayhem. When that happened, because I'm like, "Am I good?" I'm. Good. I just floored it, <laughs> clean air. And it, I go when I got to the hotel. I turned the news on, thinking I'm going to see read about the. Oh, it's interstate. We have a 14 car pilot. <laughs> no, there's nothing. This is just a day in the life. There's no new... I watch it at 10 o'clock thinking, well, I'm going to see what happened in this wreck right beside... Nothing. I thought... Not even worth bringing it up. It, no. ain't, it well, happens every day. Uh, yeah, 14 co- I, I felt then, I thought, okay, it's NASCAR. Because <laughs> I felt like, in my mind, I don't know why, that old... Uh, Martin popped in my head, and it's like guy got behind me, and he tried to get me loose, and I was in turn four. You know, my spotter wasn't, but you know what? Well, us and the Coca Cola, you know, whether well, they have all the sponsors, right. you know, the corn dog biscuit. But truck. you don't have
1: a spotter. That's yeah. the, that's your problem. That's no, NASCAR no race. sponsor and no spotter.
2: But every day after that, mm-hmm. I just viewed it as a NASCAR race, and I was way better then because there's no speed limit. You go whatever everybody else is that's going. Exactly
1: right. And the pace setter, that's just what the pace is. That's right. And, but know? what's amazing about it, when you were doing that in Dallas, I was experiencing the same thing because I w- we went to Atlanta and now flying has gotten so miserable with the got to wear the mask the whole time. It's just, and they're just like, I mean, they're just fascists about you get that mask over your nose. So I, I just, if it's within driving distance, I'm going to drive. Then I don't yeah. have to wear a mask. I can go to the bathroom when I want to. Because I mean, these people are just—it's out of control. So I drove to Atlanta. By when I was driving through there, I had the exact same experience. I thought, if I don't just go with the flow, I'm going to get killed. Because yeah. If you just you try to slow down and you don't you know, look
2: at the speedometer, you no, just go. You but just go. finally, I told I told Missy, I was like, I, I got a. This is, we got I got to get closer. So I found a, the cheapest hotel there was the only one that had had a room and look. Uh-oh. Just just Uh-oh. just a helpful hint for you inner city dwellers there's a reason that there's a there's a room open when you can't find anything and then all of a sudden when they say oh we got plenty of rooms That's right. there's a reason but anyway i went there because it was only yeah. you know 4 or 5 minutes and and you're thinking i ain't take anything I mean, they were like making me fill out forms. You know, it's like you know, no smoking or you know, pay a thousand dollar penalty. I don't smoke, so I'm like, why? Why am I going through all this? Well, when I got to my room, somebody they had had a smoke party in here last night I was like <laughs> so, so I'm like do I call them and say you put me in a smoking room but you no smoking like, yeah. I just signed something that said oh what we got a scam going here <laughs> but I said no I'm just not dealing with it and they something wonder so.
0: they wonder why I've retreated to the woods. <laughs>
2: But Phil, I have no point. My daughter's having, you know. I mean, I have, I have no. There, this is what I have to do, you know. Look, I can't complain. Like when I go back, I didn't say a word because what am I going to do? Tell Missy, oh, I'm staying at a tough tough hotel in there, you know? (laughs) Yeah, she's always trying to heal. So look, about ten forty five at night, I'm, you know, all I all I've done is come in there and I'm, I've tried not to touch anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I just put my bag on the bed and I got on there. I'm on the sixth floor, but I'm right by the side exit door, which I thought was a good thing. Yeah, in case you gotta get out. 1045 at night, bang, 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 bang. A language I've never heard. <laughs> at a loud as loud as you can imagine on my door. I went, wrong room. <laughs> Bang, 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 bang. I said, I have a gun. I reached over and grabbed my gun. (laughs) Wrong room. You're just yelling through the door. (laughs) Yeah. I hear like two seconds of silence, and I hear the side door slam. And I hear the stairs, because these walls are, you know. And I said, well, I found a universal language. (laughs) I have a gun. (laughs) He understood
0: I have a gun. <laughs> Al, you but, have to admit, <coughs> a lot of stuff comes old Jason. I mean, right. it's just uh, that's what happens every time
1: he's on the. Every week goes by, he experiences well, something that I've never experienced. Well, it's a story
2: with no. That was the end of it, I, but then the rest of the night, I got I felt like a oh, Eli Wallach, and I got one eye open because like, <laughs> it was kind of scary. You I know? thought
1: you know what I thought I would just tell that story. I thought of, you remember the old movie Arthur. But the guy was a drunk. Now you're going down a this is old. This is back at way back. This this is Arthur. It was Dudley Moore, and he played a drunk in the movie. So he got drunk. He goes, he's looking for Liza Minnelli's apartment. So he bangs on the door, and it's like two in the morning. And this woman opens the door and she's got stuff on her face, like I guess she sleeps in. And he and he was like, Oh, you know, he's like drunk, you know. And she says, My husband has a gun. (laughs) And he said, And he probably shot it while you were screaming. (laughs) He turns around and walks away. I may have to look. I may have to look that up. It's a good movie. It's really good. But I watched the updated one. Watched the old one. Well,
0: Jace, you've just told a story and just a little outlier there of 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 what happens in and around being in some city with your daughter. Hey, it's just tough.
2: It's I I mean, I thought, why would somebody live here on purpose? You know, which I'm sure they live outside the city, but I don't know. I mean, I got turned around multiple times, but one time (laughs) I was in some real fancy neighborhood, and I'm like, this This was your plan? You You got this big house here in the middle of this this concrete jungle. Get in and out of, and just driving around it. And look, I noticed when I got off the interstate because I had to make a couple of runs of Chick-fil-A because we would get a uh, the uh, vanilla. Yeah, yeah, and, like, put the medicine in the sh- milkshake. And I started looking at the cars. One out of seven, eight cars, paint gone, fender bender, yeah. dent. I oh, thought, yeah. Oh, yeah. these people – It reminded me of that uh, Days of Thunder. You know, it's not, it's not, he didn't run into you. He rubbed you. You know, (laughs) (laughs)
1: remember that? Let's take take one last break.
2: He said, You go out there and I want you to hit that pace car. And Tom Cruise was like, Do what? He said, You've hit every other one. (laughs) Let's have a perfect day. But what I was going to say, Al, is, you know, all the things that happen, you find these moments of, of humor. I mean, I the car's going like nasty. I mean, it was kind of humorous, and, and I listened to a lot of worship music yep. to try to keep my perspective. But I will say this. There are spiritual moments. The people that reached out to us during this whole process, I mean, it was just moving. Yeah. Uh, You know, right before Mia was going to be wheeled out, uh. Tebow sent me a text, and it was just heartfelt and awesome. He's like, "Tell me of this," and I was like, "Tim Tebow just sent you a text." Well, she she lit up because it's like, I said, "You know, you're you're something when Tebow is texting you, you before." Yeah, what? yeah, and so those kind of just little moments made it. But I wanted to share one that was. I guess in all situations where something happens and in this compartment in life, there's, there's usually a moment that happens that I think, boy, this is, this is a God moment. And the one I wanted to share before we run out of time was, I don't know when it was probably day two or three of the post surgery. I'm going to the car. I'm fixing to make a run, go do something. And I hear somebody say, Jace and thought, and Usually when I hear that, I think, Oh good, you know, I'm here, it's probably a fan, you know, it's just it's not the time. Right. But for some reason I just didn't didn't think that. I turned around and it was a young couple, I'd say early twenties, and they were getting out of their car. I mean, we're in a hospital, children's hospital, you know, parking lot. So I'm like, they're here for a reason. Probably got a kid. So yeah. And uh, I said, "Yeah." He said, "Man, I listen to y'all's podcast. I just, I really love what y'all do, and I love that you love the Lord." And so I'm like, "Well, what, what are y'all doing here?" And I'm like, well, you know, she lost, lost an unborn child, and uh, so I was like, "Oh, I know that can be tough." I said, "Cause my wife, we had that experience twice, and you know, we all got a little teary eyed, but and they're like, "Well, what are you doing here?" You know, and I was, t- I was telling about Mia. And I don't know, when, when I shared the story with Mia and they shared their hearts, we, we just had a moment. Yep. And uh, we started talking about spiritual things and different verses in the Bible and God's plan. And I thought, these people are so spiritually mature for young people. And he said, I'd like to just say a prayer. This guy's prayer was unbelievable. And I, I was wondering for days why I thought that was so awesome, and uh, it hit me. I thought, is real. You know, you, when you pray, and we all have those moments where we're praying, but it's, you know, we're just praying. Yeah. But when something's real, heartfelt in the moment. And so I wanted to share that to that couple, you know, because in that moment I, I really needed that yep. encouragement. And I'm sure they felt the same way. I mean, it's devastating to us who believe that, you know, God is a creator of life to lose a child. Yep. And we're out here praying, saying, God's got this and got a plan. It, it was a beautiful,
1: beautiful I'd moment. I call those uh, divine appointments where no know, doubt. We, we cross paths with people that either they need us or we need them or both.
0: Yep. Jace, you <laughs> have given new meaning <clears throat> with your uh, uh, what you've said this morning. In keeping with his promise, and Peter is discussing the the, the disappearing of these present heavens and earth, and th- there's there's help on the way. In keeping with his promise, Second Peter chapter three, about verse uh, thirteen. In keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. <clears throat> so then, dear friends, since you're looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. He said, bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our brother Paul also wrote you uh, with the wisdom that God gave him. Yeah. So he says, help's on the way. Yeah. Uh y'all just—it's it, a pretty good bummer, you know, just inner cities and the ramifications of all that, <clears throat> and the momentary ailments we have yep. and sickness and disease and all that. It's tough, tough, tough world. Yep.
2: Well, the verse I continually thought about was, you know, in our weakness, God's power is shown through. And I, you know, I remember Paul talking about thorn in the flesh. And yep. look, we all have. Different things that come our way, and there's other people that have you know battles with cancer and we've all had multiple kids that we've prayed with and look and we've seen them you know die yeah. and but we know you know ultimately what God did through Jesus is truly the ultimate yep. answer and uh I thought about how I was telling you yesterday one of the more complicated things is because people are like well how? we don't understand how you can't just fixer yeah and thought it it made me think about there's a story in mark 8 where jesus healed you know when he spit on the ground and and he healed the guy and then all of a sudden he's like well i see people but they look like trees and so he like he did something else well that that verse says he healed him but then it says uh he made it where he could see more clearly yeah and what i told al i said you know i have a different view on that now, I've always, and I've heard many sermons. People say, you know, you, you're sometimes Jesus has to touch you again, and I'm not discounting that. But after this experience and listening to her doctors, I realized something that for her, you know, her tongue has been in front of her upper teeth. You know, if you just, it's a small thing, but if you think about your mouth right now, your tongue behind is behind you. your teeth. Yep. Well, hers has been in front. And so that's not good. No wonder you have problems, you know, eating and breathing and and, talking. Yeah, talking. So they're like, well, after this surgery, her tongue is going to be behind her teeth. He said, but you got to remember, it's going to take her months. It's one thing to fix her and to go to the story that I was talking about in March. Just getting used to that. Well, It's one thing to be healed. It's another thing to know how to function after the healing. It's kind of like someone who had never walked and Jesus healed them. Well, now you're not going to take off running. You don't have the experience. And so I told Al, I said, I really think that that miracle was not just the healing,
0: but then the ability to use what you haven't been using. Right. Suffering, and, suffering, Al, in many ways, is a great teacher. That's right. Suffering is a great teacher. <clears throat> well, and it teaches
1: everybody different things. That's right. I mean, that's the like. Well, and our true. approach is like, I
2: hope you learn something, but don't give me any suffering. And uh, yeah. Yeah, right. you know, because it's it's that's what they say. The only true major surgery in life is the one done on you.
1: That's
0: right. Yep.
2: And it's just hard to look. At someone, you know, like in in Mia's case, and I, I just try in my to make this kind of weird in my mind. I think she has this thorn in her life. I don't want to be another thorn, and so, you know, it's it's just hard to know how to deal deal with her and, and help her. But you know, you think about it from her perspective. I mean, it's really lonely. She looks different constantly because she is in this world now where she can't communicate. I mean, the only way we're commun- communicating now is a whiteboard. Yep. And, you know, you just think about a lonely, this day after day after day after day, you're just, and I, I mean, I got her phone. I thought she would, but she just doesn't feel doesn't good feel enough right. to, to, she's not at that stage yet. And I thought, man, just don't be a thorn. Try to be the rose, yes, you right. know, in just this hang, situation. kind of
1: been hanging most. So, but,
2: I, but I wanted to say, I appreciate everybody's prayers because I really believe that that's why she did so well. Because yep. it certainly wasn't pain medication because
0: yep. she hadn't had anything but Tylenol. That's we amazing. sure prayed for her, Jace. and yeah. being you. Mama. Yeah. And y'all keep
1: y'all keep praying. Yeah, for especially now. So our last guest, Jace, that filled in for you was a guy named Kenny that has some hamburger uh restaurants over in the Carolinas. Good guy, great story. And um he was here on his birthday. Which was also his rebirthday because he got baptized here last year, and so he left a check for me a move. He brought it with oh, him, which is awesome. Great. You know, so it was like he was like, "Be sure and give this to Jay's. Tell him I'm praying for Jace him." Oh, nice, so, yeah. So he Oof, left that, and it's a big one. Excellent. Yeah. Well, and so look, thank you, Kenny, for that.
2: And what we do, look, there's there's no amount of money that you're gonna give someone to take care of all this. Like I just told you, I've spent. But what we do with the people that contribute is we try to have those moments like I had in the parking lot. We pay, you know, one of their doctor visits or whatever, but we give them hope, we give them the information, and then we plug them into the network of other people because really that community is what you got to have. And so I'm proud to say that we're one of the few uh, charities that help these kids that we give 100% of the money.
1: Right to the people. Right. So everything there's from no, a, There's no admin because you're just doing it.
2: Well, the it. admin we pay right. out of our pocket, which is our contribution. Right. You know, and uh, and I don't use any money for our stuff because <laughs> you know what? The Lord blessed me with
1: it. It's the greatest thing I can spend it on. Stock market. <sighs> Stock market. Yeah. Well, thanks hey. for the update, Jace. And uh, definitely we'll keep those prayers going for a, a, a quick, quick as recovery as possible. No, thank y'all. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast.